trust you. All right. So what's going on with the new job, baby? How do you feel? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling great? I know this is going to be the beginning of every podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, you're still here. You haven't drowned yourself. Right. That's cool. It's it. You know, the job itself is cool, and I get along really well with people, but they're like the worst people. <laughs> worst <laughs> how? Like in what um, ways? All right. Like so trapping I've, children and killing them. I've spent all week riding around with this like old 63 year old Italian guy who honks at every woman in Williamsburg and they get mad at both of us. <laughs> I, I particularly I like the idea of the woman being on your side, but he's still honking. It happens. So she just it sees happens. You, you slinking down and seeping like, no, no, I'm one of the good ones. Uh, I'm not. I'm just neutral. I'm regular. I'm too scared. to. It's. That's awful, but it's also Honk. cool because you're getting like I'm getting a, a really cool insight into Williamsburg before it became like hipstery because I'm he's like showing me these Italian places that have been around for several generations, like cool bakeries and stuff. And then we'll like just or say as, something political. Or as he like, says, yeah, or as he says, before the blacks got into town, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he shouts out of his car at his friends is like, hey, yeah, watch out. There's Democrats out there. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> He's ranting about how he wants to kill bicyclists. And uh the crazy thing was that I told yeah. him I was a bicyclist, but he misunderstood me, thought I was a motorcycle guy. So like I was told him, I was like, Yeah, I've been doing the bike thing for a while. And he's like, Oh, cool, you're gonna love this. And he showed me like pictures of his motorcycle. And then all day was like, I should kill this motherfucker on this bicycle. Wait, so like, now you're just a motorcycle guy to that? I guess so, yeah. Are you going to keep uh, that up? Is that a I, thing you're going to hold on to? I'm not trying to, but I'm not going to correct him before. I'm not going to go out of my way to correct their idea of me. You know what's going to happen. There's going to be a thing where like, hey, man, there's a rally up uh, up north. You want to once you grab your hog and come through, we're going to really uh, show AOC what's up or whatever. No, that's then, specifically everyone in the company hates her specifically. It's weird. It's so oh, you mean weird. they're New York Italians? Oh, yeah, of course. They hate it's such a it's so half of it is very cool. And then they say the stuff. racism half or what's the other yeah, half? that's the part I really like. I was <laughs> like, I love like. you guys have clear boundaries with who you'll tolerate. You know, that's very neat. <laughs> uh, it's such a rich history. <laughs> It's there's so much going on that I, I have so much, man. I'm the work is easy. I haven't done anything. I like hold right. some tools here and there, but I come home fucking exhausted, <laughs> just completely drained, just mentally dodging all just just knowing how to deflect their racism, sexism and just general hatred that oh they spew you on a daily basis. Thank God for our mutual love of food. That's the only th that's sure. the saving everything. They'll be like, ah, oh, what do you think about? Yeah, I'm like, my pasta? We're going to talk pasta, right? Show me a good sandwich and let's just eat quietly. Yeah, do you ever get like, do you ever initiate small talk or is it always them talking at you and you pro like you being like, OK, what's the best way to answer this without giving myself up? But also, you know, being part of the team or whatever. if I ever start a conversation, it's about food or I'm asking okay. questions about the work themselves. That's the thing. They really like me. It's fucked up. Do you think <laughs> like, they think bro. you're Italian? Do you think no, that's part no, of No, they it? know. I even told him I was Uzbek, and he had no idea what that was, but he was like, all right. <laughs> He's like, that's a strange way to say Polak, and you're like, I don't know if you can I will say I noticed myself saying it's west of Russia instead of right beside Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, and that one sat with me hard for a while. I was like, oh, I'm doing some uh, acrobatics I've never done before. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fun. Uh <laughs> yeah. So I've been going out to comedy more because I I'm scared that if I if I don't keep my feet in both worlds, I will just I will not become one of them, but I will definitely warp for the worse. It'll be hard yeah, to be like I mean, if your only culture you're surrounded by is just awful. It's going to be hard to be like I'm still fun. <laughs> sure. It is a interesting predicament to be in where it's like okay i finally have financial security oh, this is yeah. in a like field a that i mm. enjoy and doing a thing that i you know i have new excitement for because it's very new to me and like something that can sustain you for the rest of your life and work i respect theory. like work, work I, respect. generally that needs to be done it gets paid an appropriate amount like the the physical aspects of the job are incredible You're like i'm gonna give people heat this winter so they don't die in the cold that's gonna right. be rad work you respect with people you don't respect at all um but that's wait, interesting well, because well yeah sorry. do you respect them sometimes oh. i don't know you know because i've also you know when you're doing the comedy thing you meet a lot of people who are very good at being nice to people but are also an incredible burden on others around them sure <laughs> i don't know and sometimes i, I, I do under- Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if I understand that parallel necessarily. I what do you, um, what do you mean by that? Can we explore that? I'm your therapist now. What do you, Albert, <laughs> what do you mean when you say that? I don't know. I know lots of people won't honk at women, but will like blow a bunch of cocaine and invest money into weapons manufacturers because it'll like make cash. I had this conversation with like three people recently. They're like, I know okay. it's bad, but it, it's a good stock. You should do it. And I'm like, okay, but that's freaking heinous. Sure. Yeah, there I, are different levels of shitty person. And like, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about, right? Isn't it? Yes. It's like, you know, you can be, you can do good and be a piece of shit. You can, uh, you know, do shitty things and be seen as a good person. I know? guess what so, I mean is that we're like, you and I probably both know people who are good at wielding the aesthetic of being decent. Sure. And like, aren't always maybe that great of people or also just regular pieces of shit like everybody else. Like you're saying, that's right. the core of our podcast. Not to admit, but I also, you know, I know some really incredible people that I'm grateful for, but it's just like, and I don't I don't know, man. I want to hate them so much. And every time they bring up anything I care about, like people or how to treat people or were or any sort of anything political, like they're so pro-military, but hate soldiers dying. And it's baffling to me that they love Republicans so much. You're like, well, you who kills the most soldiers in America? You fucking idiots. Sure. They're so dumb sometimes, but they know everything about boilers. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. What are your so what are you working? You're working like eight to a lot uh, of nine to five, a little bit eight to, you know, sometimes a little longer hours. Sometimes it's like a little bit all over the place, but in a really good way. The hours I'm really liking so far and regular ass jobs. What about you? How's your week? Yeah, because sorry to jump yeah. away from this where you're like i actually don't know what i think about these people i'm just trying to survive these weeks right now sure that's totally fine um <laughs> i think that uh those people are probably very normal new york people and some of it's good and some of it's bad and the food is probably very good and uh you know if you fuck up they'll probably throw you in the river but i'm good uh my week has been fine i hear the big thing i'm dealing with this is going to be a very, we actually, I think we jumped the gun last episode because we talked a lot about like work or like office or work dynamics and stuff. And I think this is a good episode for that. But like oh, my yeah. week, yeah, yeah. my week, this is the big thing for me this week is so 
we have can I'm you hear sorry, that having, yeah, yeah, can yeah, I, yeah okay, not only can i hear it it is rattling the <laughs> roof in my room right now so it's fine i love it you were like hey there might be some construction sounds that might interrupt the podcast i'm sorry and i'm like the whole time you were saying that i'm like i know for a fact we're gonna hear the outside world <laughs> <laughs> it happens every week yeah they just did they're just doing like this big project down here they've like tore apart this backyard and they put cement down and i'm like I we're getting priced out. I can feel yeah. it whenever there's oh, any happening. sort of any sort of when it doesn't take two and a half months to get an actual upgrade to our apartment. I'm like, well, they're going to mm. bring somebody else in. They're going to price the rest of us out. And then I'm just going to be one of the, I'm just going to be living in front of the McDonald's <laughs> by the train stop. Like everybody, that's what happens. They, we see all these people every day and I'm like, man, that's so tough and sad. How does one get there? And it's just like, oh, they probably just built a patio in their apartment and now yeah. they can't afford to live there that's what could happened. you imagine that lunacy of that a new york landlord coming up to you like hey we improved your life just for fun i hope right. you enjoy your new patio i was bored i thought you would like it i put a lot of money into that and you know i hope you just enjoy the apartment that i'm trying to get every fucking dollar out of you i possibly can <laughs> right the bad part is like so this is going to be like i can see it already it's going to be a nice little place to hang they're going to have some like furniture you probably have a grill out there but it is not accessible by everyone it is for one it's for like the ground level apart the basement level apartment Ooh, so drama. i don't know it's coming right so i don't really know what that i don't know what that means so can't wait for the signs hey this area is for our rent renter plus program dog <laughs> I can't even get it. I could. I would have to jump out of my fire escape to get down there. Like, I, I can, there's nothing I can do to even get back there. It's already barricaded <laughs> off. It's just oh. a weird thing to be doing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I thought it was going to be loud. Um, but my thing this week uh, was so we have this. Um, I work in an office. Uh, you know, as everybody knows, everybody if everybody knows one thing about me, Ben Katzner, office works, guy. That's, he works with his hands on a keyboard. On a keyboard. <laughs> um, and. Uh, we have a dog in this office all right and like are you a dog guy or not i love really? dogs yeah love dogs yeah you're probably gonna hate what i'm about to say um, i hate dogs i i'm i'm i grew up with a dog that i really loved um no dog has ever been as good as that dog um i generally i think i'm pretty neutral on dogs i will i don't i never want to have to pick up dog shit as an adult yeah and i don't there, love bud. I don't love a lot of dog owners, um, but dogs themselves are generally fine to me. <laughs> Which this the way dog, most people talk about dogs, that is the most hate I've ever heard towards sure. dogs. That is you basically. Well, you have to understand. Dog. You have to understand. Okay. Maybe I don't know if you anything. have this. I don't know if you have this or not, but I definitely have this. Where, as an adoptee, I've said this before. As an adoptee dogs especially rescue dog mm -hmm. animals are my natural enemy okay they are <laughs> the amount of time someone's like this is my little fur baby and i'm like well there's a real baby in a crib that would love yeah. to have parents <laughs> i'm my mommy's fur baby yeah right uh, she rescued me she saved me it's like oh did that dog have to struggle was it do, did it have to come from cleveland to get all the way to you well i fucking you know Miss my real mom. Okay. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Luckily, they don't put us down if we don't get if we're not hot enough to get chosen. Honestly, I Actually, I in hindsight, know. they should have done that to me. I would have been fine with it. I'm like, this is what it's going to be. That's fine. Um, but this dog is something's going on here. Okay. So every time 
we we have like a door that's glass so this dog can see out of the door and uh it's like we're our office is part of a bigger office but people are moving in and out whatever and um people like walk past and whenever a brown person gets close to the door or comes in the office i'm not kidding it's full on Like, I've never heard dogs uh, can't speak, and I don't know if dogs know the N-word, but that is what I assume the dog uh, N-word is. Wow, okay? you can really pick up the inflection still, you know? It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Like, is that an ER at the end of that bark? What is that? <laughs> and it is so intense. Like, it stresses me out straight That's up. I'll be crazy. like, I'll be like clickety-clacking, having, you know, like, oh, I'm getting a lot done today. And then I'll be like, you voted for Obama or whatever the dog is saying <laughs> dog language. and I just like tense up I get so tight and then all that's ever done is the owner is like I don't want to say the dog I'm nervous about saying the actual dog's name but uh, the owner will be like hey cut it out <laughs> like that's it wow. this dog has I found out this dog has bitten someone before I found out that this dog has Holy like I've shit. been here when this dog is pissed in the office. This dog Whoa. every time we get food, we get food two days a week, and whenever there is food, the dog oh. truly like an insane person will get up on it. Learn to do a thing that takes like a while to teach dogs. It learned to do it out of necessity to grab people's food. It will get on its hind leg, hind legs, and like bounce back to see where the food is, oh like on God. someone's desk, and then like attack the desk and like try to Those get. Those are up. two things you learn from your owner: one, how to walk like a human, and two, how right. to separate people by race. Right, wow. and it is it is just insane, and nobody. You know, at first it's like, <laughs> so so funny. That's, I don't understand. Everything you've listed, if one of those things happened once, I would be so embarrassed to bring that dog back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's so crazy. number one, Sebastian Manis- Maniscalco meme here. Aren't you embarrassed? All right. That's what he says. It's a whole thing. I've been looking okay. at it. Uh, <laughs> aren't you embarrassed? Chipotle. Okay. Uh, but the, the, he should, like, I would be so fucking Mortified. embarrassed. I would be mortified i'd be upset at the dog at myself at um it's a couple so they both work there so it's like oh and they have it they have a young kid who's at home with like uh, a nanny or an au pair or something and it's like does, was that person like yeah we don't do dogs too so the dog's got to go somewhere like i don't know why the kid is at home so i don't know why the dog isn't also at home you know what i mean like i don't i don't really understand why the dog comes into work and then it comes into work and it causes absolute chaos okay i am not i am not kidding when i say that like and we have people you know we have like just like uh engineers and all these people who are just like normal everyday people who are just like man i just want to do my job well get my check and get back home you know spend the little free time i had I, I just want a little peace of mind for myself. And every time they have to ask a fucking question to do their job correctly, this dog is just like, like coming straight at them. That's and I'm fucking insane. <laughs> so knowing all of that, I'm going to say this, and this will not be well received. <laughs> this week, I gotta be honest. 
I've been thinking about kicking the dog a little bit. Okay. Oh. Just a little kick. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I thought like, well, somebody, what happens? I, or like a newspaper bop? Do I need a water? What do I need? Because I'll do it. I'll teach the I'll take the dog under my one. Violence isn't the answer. I said a water thing spray. and I understand that. <laughs> I think I the water, water spray, spray is, a fun, is a fun move that you should be able to get away with. If a dog is pissed on the floor of your work, that dog is now able to be sprayed. I and you know, I already feel this is I'm never no, gonna get anything cancelable. But this dog. this is a clip that's gonna get me in trouble with like, you know, <laughs> PETA or whatever. But if dogs can never figure out Twitter, you're fucked. Here's the thing, man. The dog likes me. So this is where it's a hard. I don't. So now it's not just hurting brown wow. people. It's making me question my racial identity and who I am as a black man in America. So it'll bark like, at other brown dudes, but not you. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. And I don't remember us having a rapport, really. So I don't know why the dog is the way the dog is. That's fucked up. The dog And the dog listens to me, you know, when I'm like, hey. We don't do that here, you know. Like it's like, but it are they ever? Are the owners ever like, stop, stop it, stop it? And the dog's ignoring them, and you're like, hey, and the dog cuts it out. Um, not that exact scenario, but more or less, yes, that is what is happening. So, do you think that it, fucks up their sex life? <laughs> you have honestly, no control over our dog. Honestly, I wish Ben was here. I hope so. <laughs> I hope when they're fucking, they think of me being a better dog owner than them as someone who is very neutral on dogs. Uh, they're both like they say it at the same time. I wish Ben was here. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I am like, it is It is a point where I'm like, this is fucked up too, but I'm like, God, I hope that dog bites someone so that person can sue this company so yeah. they can be free. I want my people to be free. <laughs> From the oppression of rich people's untrained dogs. Okay? This is insane. I it's I feel like wild. the first time any of this happened, the office would be like, "All right, we're doing a no dogs policy. This is ridiculous." <laughs> it bit an unbiteable person. It bit essentially the Superman of our office, and it's still around. I don't understand. That was like two years ago. I don't understand wow. how this is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of pull? What does this dog have on my box? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like. There, were, were there like sexy texts sent to this dog or something like what happened i don't oh i don't know what's going on that's I'm crazy sorry that i said i th i was thinking about kicking the dog you're really I am thinking about, about just kick I the am, dog just talk about I, kicking the dog it's fine yeah I, I am determined to get this little piece of shit back in line and it's too old to learn that's what's tough is like this dog isn't like a child dog. What do they call us? Puppies? It's not a puppy. <laughs> Get your child dog out of my face. I'm trying to work. It is it is old enough that it's like, oh no, this is like ingrained. I don't know. If, I don't know if you're able to teach it. Literally, I don't know if you can teach this old ass dog new tricks. I don't know. So here's a cool trick. Let's not yell. Let's not scream right. at brown people. It's it's just it's wild. And, you know, people and people are so fucking ignorant. They're like, maybe it's the keys on his belt. I'm like, it's not the keys. It's never been the keys. <laughs> They're so hopeful. <laughs> it's not the keys on the belt. It's the uh... oppression in their eyes that the dog sees, you know, and that's and then people share. Oh, I get so fired up because people are like a dog just naturally knows if someone's a good soul. And I'm like, Bitch, <laughs> no, they don't. OK, your dog knows exactly what you taught your dog. And apparently, you know, you don't listen to a lot of hip hop in your household or something. I don't know what's going on. 
you know, there's not a lot of fucking uh, daddy Yankee being played in your household or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, it's very frustrating to be sitting in an office and I truly tense up every single time this fucking dog barks and it happens like two or three times a day. And then it's just like, even when they lock them in, not lock them, but like you have like these glass sliding doors, even when they put this dog behind these doors in the person's office that it belongs to, you hear it like scratching at the glass. I'm just like, well, what are we doing? We can't just keep what bringing this dog here. Fuck. This dog what just the should be free. Fuck. Put it. Put this dog in a fucking. It belongs in a safari with its other wild brethren. You We're know, in a like junkyard. It should be guarding sure. a junkyard. It should be wrestling. It should be in the fucking outback fighting kangaroos or something. It should be free. <laughs> it should be it like most be... New York dogs, sad and alone at home, ninety percent right. of the time in a tiny cube. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like, oh. But that's it. I, that's, so that's crazy. My week. There's what I a, will say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. no. I was gonna say there's a comedian who got a terrible rescue dog that bites people if they try and pet it, and it's just terrible. And we'll bring it to the most crowded barbecues <laughs> imaginable, and just be like, "Ah, my dog's bad." Right. <laughs> I just like, you don't have to bring him here, please. <laughs> it's actively a burden on everyone. I don't even blame the dogs. I just I'm like, people, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the logic behind any of this. But, you know, that, you know, what I just described, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's starting to feel like a little bit of a toxic workplace. You know, no, it's I'm not to done feel, talking about dogs now. We're done. We've been <laughs> doing do this it. 21 minutes. We're done with the opening of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Are you ready to start the, time, the pod? Right? Let's go. Welcome to Burn Your Heroes, ladies and gentlemen. This is a podcast where we find people we love, we adore, you love, you adore from culture, from media, from fun, and we tell you why they're terrible while every person that we've ever met is gray. Hopefully just gray. Um, sometimes we talk about dogs for 35 minutes. Sometimes we talk, we're on topic and we're going to get off topic and we're going to do everything. My brain is unraveling. It's becoming worms. I was going to ask, it feels like you hate this right now. It feels like you really, you're like, I guess we'll just do this fucking podcast. But really, why does anybody do anything? My brain don't work no good, but you're doing great, buddy. Uh, as always, I am Albert Kirshner, that guy honking at you from a truck in Williamsburg, ladies. And with me, as so always, you admit, you admit that you yeah, were also honking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He tries to get me to stop. We have to fight. I'm like, no, honk. Right. Let me honk. She needs to know that she's got a fat ass. <laughs> uh, I would say there was a very funny one after like the 10th one because they all ignore us or get mad. No one ever looks or reacts positively because he honks and he waves. And then one time, very sadly, he was like, you know, sometimes they wave back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Oh, God. Okay. And who are who am I with today? Who do we got here? Who are you? Hey, my name is uh, Ben Katzner. Uh, I am a co-host of this podcast, and I also sell uh, a very select line of real dolls for anybody who's oh uh, in interested. What yeah. makes your real doll special? The I have some real dolls. The the pubes are made out of horse hair. It's real horse hair. So oh, silky. unbraided, 
yeah, so it, and it's and it's long too. It's actually <laughs> straight up. We just cut off a horsetail and put it right on the pubes and let you figure it wow. out. So that's it's about time of, a real doll has knee length pubes. Yeah, it's good. We 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 uh we were like, hey, everyone's on the internet. Two years ago, I was talking about horse girls. Well, we we did that. So there you go. <laughs> wow, you can have that now. <laughs> Excellent writing there on that one. <laughs> the old Iron Curtain. Um, future dog fighter Ben Katzner. What he trains dogs to fight each other? No, he fought a dog. Cool oh, fist fight, fucking dog. That's what I want to say. I'm here to say right now. We got a lot to talk about. We're gonna, you know, you told everyone what the podcast is. They already know what this you is. You know what this meander. is. We're gonna meander a little bit, but just know that I will fist fight a dog if I have to. Oh my god. Anyway, Albert, who are we discussing today? Today we're talking about the number one daytime talk show host for the last 19 years, Crazy. my television mother, my icon, the person who made me the man I am today, honking at women in Williamsburg. Ellen, you introduced Ellen like she's about to pop in here. I know. Would be great? Part of this podcast. Out. Hey, hi. I also hey, fight everybody. dogs. How are you guys doing? You want to see a child dance for money? Oh wow! Yeah. I will be honest though. I've never seen an episode of Ellen. I know I just gave oh, her the best really? intro of her entire life, and I have never. I don't watch daytime talk shows. They're bad. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know who does. I mean, not. I don't know. When Sorry, you're I'm like, not an elderly person. That's when you're the when you're like, this is the most viewed daytime talk show the last twenty years, whatever. I'm like, so that's like what fourteen people are watching this. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Who has the time to do this? But it's, uh, uh, it's elderly people, and then one kid who stayed home sick from school and doesn't have a a right. Nintendo, doesn't have the will or energy to use the remote. So <laughs> it's just over so, there. I don't want to. God, I'm watching Ellen as I'm shitting myself. This. <laughs> really is 17 really is i wish disease. i could be at school right now you've never seen the show so uh it's you know it's your fairly standard talk show they do it's it's like i was about to compare it to like james corden in a way i don't know it's like kind of like there's some gamey kind of stuff a little bit or like oh here we did this thing and we should do a monologue it's like james corden meets oprah that's really what it feels okay, like okay that's think. what i figured I th yeah i think she sits in a chair she tells you inspiring stuff yeah she i don't know rolls out a sad family that you get to laugh at for a while and then they give them money so everyone feels good yeah i get more that or less yeah a yodeling <laughs> kid here there she's yeah. got a dj i think his name is twitch and boy did i hate him the one uh, time I that's watched. the second dj because the first dj left because he was standing up for his fellow co-workers. Twitch also has a great story, by the way. I forgot to Wait. mention this in our pre-thing. Yeah, Twitch is the second DJ on Ellen. The first but one he left was there the before the allegations broke up, right? Well, apparently there were allegations before that, because that's when the first uh, the first DJ left. And then Twitch, okay. by the way, after... I don't know. I don't want to give away too much about the drama of the show, but Twitch got a pretty badass promotion because of all of this. I don't know if you know oh, that. Wow. A little tease for the yeah. back, at, back end of the pod. But so, you hate Twitch. You think he's a bad DJ? I don't like having... I don't like shows with DJs on them because the DJs are less of a DJ and more of just like a fucking clown show that has to like uh, propagate whatever shitty agenda the host has, you know? So it's like... And this goes for all like the band leaders and whatever. And I'm like... Yes, they sometimes they get to quip and be kind of funny, but really they're there to prop up the host. And I hate yeah, that because it's yeah, like yeah. a lot of times these guys are cooler than the fucking hosts, you know, and the host will be like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon's Jerry, pretty cool. 
It'll be like Dairy Queen, more like Dairy Prince or whatever. And then this fucking guy, you know, who's been in jazz bands his entire life or been on the DJ circuit since 1987, who like knows like fucking Kumo D and like Quest Love and is like truly seeing the height of music has to be like, huh, good one. You know, <laughs> and that shit pisses me off. Well, you don't see by the cameras as a producer glaring at him, like, come on, <laughs> come on, you know, <laughs> with the a job. cattle prod. Just being, yeah. eh, this is it. Celebrate um, this. But yeah, Ellen is, you know, it's it's pretty innocuous. It's just a lot of it's whatever hot internet kid is has done something. Anyone who's done a dance of some sort on in front of a camera could probably get on. A family who's lost a house is a good bet to be there. Um, and then yeah, she just does it. I don't know what any of these shows do. Sometimes I get home late and I uh I was just well, they're commercials. They're like commercials for bigger media projects. Like, oh, yes. we're gonna promote a movie, we're gonna promote something attached with celebrities, and we're gonna talk about that, and it's a cool little commercial for that project. Please watch that. I just saw a rerun of James Corden from that aired in the Olympics, and uh there was a 10-minute segment about curling, quote unquote, and it's like, but in order to curl properly. We need to have these new Columbia heat uh, heat suppressing jackets. Look at the gold insides that, uh, you know, like keep it. And I was literally they talked about the jackets for, I would say, three to five minutes of a like seven to ten minute sketch, which is insane to me. And I was like, oh, you literally only did this. So, you, so you know, this is a product plug, like you said, for these five hundred dollar jackets or whatever, which is insane. Yeah, but if a show doesn't have that, then it's like, have you you've never seen this? I see this sometimes when I come home late, and I'm fascinated by it. That's specifically but, uh, Ellen, but lots of other, you know, no, similar format seen, shows. Have you ever seen um, Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa's show by chance? <laughs> Only like clips to be made fun of. <laughs> it's insane. Okay, that is a show where it's just like, oh, there's no point to this. Like nothing is going on. I don't know if it's a morning show or a nighttime show. All I know is it's just Ryan Seacrest kind of leaning forward, just being like in his brain, being like, oh, what did I do last night? What's in the news? Uh, whatever. And then Kelly, Kelly Ripa being like, well, my son can be a guest for the fifth time. And then literally <laughs> they trot a 19 year old like college student out and be like, so Mark Jr. or whatever the fuck his name is, you fuck anyone this week? Like it is a crazy dynamic. Wow. So all of these shows suck. That's yeah. what I'm, I yeah, want to say. A lot of it. First Have you seen this? You can do right. this little thing. You add a little salt to it, uh, water while you're boiling an egg. The shell comes right. off easier. What? I'm, I'm, stretch? Stretch that out right. longer? <laughs> stretch <Okay. laughs> Well, you know, do you think eggs can feel pain? <laughs> <It's> like, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's like, how much of a show can we make with only paying a camera guy and these two actors? No writers, no one else, just three people getting paid to do this. And then that's it. We don't have to I will say, one of my dreams has been warm up to do warm up for one of these shows and just oh, see like so for people that don't know like when there's a break or like before the show actually starts recording whatever a lot of times they have like a comedian like come in and just 
they don't even get to sometimes they get to do their stand up but normally it's just, it's like okay you're going to throw out candy you're going to make them clap their hands rhythmically yeah. you're going to dance and be like shake your booties it's for so Ellen weird. I saw yeah. Colbert's and he threw out candy but then also was just mean to people it was like ah yes. what do you do you fucking idiot but he kept yep. choosing people who happened to be like in, like he chose this kid like ah oh, what do you do you goofy looking fucker he's like well I'm here to audition for the opera I'm like oh yeah you bet you could sing and he made him sing and everyone's like we love this kid I don't know why you're trying to roast right, him right now. it's insane they'll pull up a grandma and be like I bet your tits are real sick I know exactly who you're talking about yeah, and he yeah, yeah, yeah. surely was like harassing a woman in a way where where I was like if this were on the street I think I would have to fight you yeah, you know what I mean like he was very aggressive it does but he did that thing that like bad open micers do where you're like oh I could do stand-up <laughs> like I saw this sure. and I was like oh warm up's not that hard <laughs> this is, yeah I, could I mean do, I could do a nice version of this yes y'all like candy and then I just don't be mean to you and people still react well when you give them candy they fucking love it they do love candy um so do you did you so you knew nothing about Ellen what what did you know I guess before we really digest I just whatever gen, generic things about daytime talk shows that I do which is I feel like they're formulaic enough to be like ah I get the gist I know that she was like allotted for well I know she's married to Portia Rossi who I've loved from Arrested Development was that her last name yeah okay cool hell yeah <laughs> she's, I said that so confidently actually, and then media was like i have no idea if i'm right at all she actually that. is related to the guys you work with so it's oh really cool that would be that would not be surprising they have a giant family i rode in a truck with like five different people and every time i was like so how'd you start with the company you're like my cousin my yeah. uncle my brother and i was like all right cool am i gonna be dumped in a river somewhere please don't hurt me i'm like in a scorsese movie with no violence just like and no all plot. right and just like fixing boilers to like and this is how i learned the trade right yeah you're just in like the first act of one of those movies and it's the first act on a loop and nothing bad happens it goes on forever you... we don't do cocaine we fix things and we go home to our families you just get tired and like your hands get more calluses on them and that's, oh that's yeah i've been coming home with dirty hands that smell like oil and i'm like this is kind of cool but also i am actually being poisoned already that's so fast <laughs> yes um did you ever so you never like watched the Ellen, before her talk show she had like a show on abc or cbs or something oh really like a network show you don't she had 20 like years ago first, i don't know she had like uh i think the first i i don't know if this i think it was the first but i might be crazy i should have she's the up. first gay person on television to be named ellen i know that <laughs> that i don't even know if that's true i gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> that might not be i just said it i think but she had like she came out on national television which was like a big deal it was mm. like they worked it into the episode i remember like god i feel like i bring his fucking name up a lot but there was this kid like Todd Stick when I was growing up. Does he listen to this? Does he message you like, hey man, could you stop stealing my life story for your podcast? I don't know if you get to listen to podcasts in jail, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to write a book about my life tale and you're burning my IP. Right. But he, I feel like he was hyped on Ellen and he'd be like, oh yeah, she kissed a girl. Like, I feel like he's the one who broke it to me, whatever um and she was like a allegedly i guess i've seen some of the she was good she for what it was at the time she was a stand-up early in, oh yeah or, in the early 90s late 80s whatever and uh you know like she crushed and that when that's how she got all the show she was a stand-up in the era where it's like if you are good on johnny carson you're set for the rest of your life right so she did exist in those realms before she became what she is today as we know her so incredibly like wealthy 
incredibly wealthy. <laughs> incredibly. Her empire is crumbling, but she will be fine for seven generations. <laughs> yeah, you know, she doesn't do stand up anymore, but her suits fit. So that's nice. Oh, uh, wouldn't that be nice? I don't think I've ever had a suit that fit twice. And you never will. Um, Hell yeah. The human body, much like human opinions, constantly fluctuating. Right. Okay. I am <laughs> genuinely worried about you as a human. Oh, being, but... buddy, back at you. Or no, back at me. Yep. I'm agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> My brain bad. Help. That's okay. We only need a little bit of your brain for this. That's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, so she she blew up, obviously, became this um what a, you know, this. I don't know. My, my brain, your fucking shit's rubbing off on me. She just became a huge deal, gigantic. And then, you know, it's it, the thing with her is that she portrays, you know, she's smiling, she's dancing, she's always happy, or hey, we're having yeah, a good time, whatever. A violently positive daytime experience. Right. Toxic positivity, absolutely mm. what it is. Right. And then behind the scenes, just straight up toxic negativity, right? Just being a bad boss that people are scared of. The same. Like the same type of shit that when we talked about Steve Harvey, you know, people are, he's like, nobody's talking to me in the hallways. Everyone's afraid of him, whatever. What is this? What is it getting the greatest job in the world? The easiest, most decent job in the world that people are like, nah, I got to find a way to make this bad. I can't just show up to work and be like, hey, I'm grateful and happy. How is everyone today? Thank you for doing this for me. You do all the work. I work for an hour and I get to go home. God bless. You know what people say, you're never truly happy unless those around you are miserable. So... That's what she took into account. And this also, and this, I do think there just must be something with like date, like these shows like this. Cause I think Rachel Ray is a person I think has gotten a lot of, has gotten some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, Steve Rachel Harvey, Ray, if you're uh, listening to this and you're looking for a new husband, I'm here for you. I will, I will stick by you no matter what the scandal becomes. That's a lot. Cause I she, love Rachel uh, Ray. what did she, she do? Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, what did she do? <laughs> she uh, illegally, she, Broken to an OR and illegally performed surgery in someone and then just let them die on the table. Oh, it turns out I do not know how to put a new heart in. My bad. <laughs> I thought I could wing it. I thought it was just something you could do. She's like, but you could soak some carrots in this blood and you'll have a perfect, <laughs> perfect appetizer for like your Super Bowl party or whatever the fuck she does. Turns out surgery is not like making a casserole. Now I know. Now yes. I know. Now you know. But yeah, Ellen's big thing was she in 2020, I believe she was accused of creating a toxic workplace, right? Of harboring employees who helped propagate this fucking horrible place to work. Um, and there were there's a lot here. Some of the stuff that I have, I know you have some different stuff is I know there was like people. They say that people were fired for taking like time off or bereavement or like family emergencies. And then um, some people said that, like, at I don't know if this was in the actual building. I think there was a, at, like, parties or whatever. Um, Ellen parties, which can't be fun. Uh, Imagine like, being forced to go to a party for work. I hate right. that shit. Well, <laughs> I've been there, and I leave as soon as possible. Uh, I leave before the next thing that I'm about to say happens. But there were, like, managers at these parties who would make, like, racist and sexist comments and stuff. And, uh, you know, weirdly enough, they did, like, an internal investigation, and they found that not all of these claims are, quote-unquote, not all of these claims are true, which is wrong, I'm sure. But That's my favorite is the gestures that Warner Brothers 
Brothers has to do to try and get people off their back to like, listen, this is a commercial that makes us money during the day. We weren't paying attention because we generally don't care. And now we have to hire a third party to go and investigate long enough for you guys to leave us alone so we can keep making money off of this. Please stop. Yeah. What was the one quote I remember from reading this was uh, someone laughing and be like, sorry, I only remember the white people's names. <laughs> people can't see it but i my my face <laughs> yeah. just dropped completely yeah uh, there's some real there's some real like casual goofs people are throwing at the people yeah. of color on the on set who you know are probably not pumped right and then you know that guy the whoever says that's looking over and like what twitch is laughing or whatever you know, <laughs> yeah like, twitch is like he's ah, like ah, ah, i get he's, shocked if i don't <laughs> no he's literally he he literally does like a dj like like record scratch <laughs> to stop the whole party uh, yeah so that was like the big thing this all came out they lost like viewers they lost a lot of money because of this and then um eventually the show ended after 19 years of being yeah. a hella successful show where you know celebrities would go and fucking shake their hips and get a big bump off of that and like some of the stuff that we talked about um before the pod was uh, you mentioned the thing about perks, right? Where like One of the ways that the Ellen Show tried to redeem itself partways through this whole long disaster was trying to give perks to the employees, or what they call perks, which ended up just being the most basic packages that almost every single job gives you, including five vacation days. I worked for minimum wage for a Norwegian waffle company that actively tried to milk every second of my day from me, and even they gave me seven. And that's insane (laughs) because the... I feel like that might have been a great workplace because I feel like the amount of time it's still in you. I f- would you say that's one of the best jobs you've had so far? That I have to, I one have of to the ask. worst jobs I've ever had. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Having a boss who shows up for two hours a day tells you to not worry about money and then leaves while you have to sweat in your stupid waffles. The yeah, perks, the, the, that one perk was cool. I got better but, perks in that waffle job than the Ellen employees did. Isn't that I got wild? Box seats at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I, that is crazy that you that you could gen like legitimately make that claim of being like, oh, you only get five days off. Does your boss hate you? Yeah, my boss. I don't know if they know I exist, but at least they give me two more days than you. Or one of them. Uh, one of the things they called perks was medical leave. <laughs> you don't get fired right. if you have to leave if you're dying. So let's say you use up your five days of vacation and then you just have to rupture your spleen so you can pick your kid up from school early. So, you know, you it is choose. a fucking weird thing there. I feel like that realm is just um, kind of fucked up like that, where they're just like, well, no, you need to grind yourself to a pulp because that's what show business is, baby. Yeah, and I wonder I if more agree. people will start talking about that because that's been a big thing in the like people are finally realizing that's a big thing in video games. Where it's like, oh, okay, the few months to a year before a release of like a trip, a huge AAA budget game, those people do not have get to have lives. The crunch is super real. They're like, okay, but uh, if we're going to start talking about that, let's start looking at other entertainment industries and realize that late night television and most television is just like that all the time. Yeah. You just live in crunch until you get thrown away. Like, um, without naming names of 
shows. There are definitely shows I where I know people who've worked on them are just like, why do we do things this way? And they're like, well, that's just how we've done it. And it's like, even though you have high ton- turnover and people are living where mentally unwell every every unwell every second of every day, and when, you decide that this is still the right thing to do. Especially when it comes to writers too. It's like your content isn't worth no one is making content that's so good that is worth this. <laughs> I feel right. like you could show up an hour a week and pump out the same mediocre Columbia jacket commercial that you were going to if you did an 80 hour week. I don't understand why it has to be this way. Yeah, I I don't know. And that's where like that's why it's so that's why you have comedians who are like I would never want to set foot in a writer's room and I'm like I understand what you're saying because it does sound miserable and whatever but like also you do make like minimum like $200,000 a year. You do get paid really well. Yeah. Um a friend recently got a writing job and it got out that it was like 7,000 a week. <laughs> oh. Though those jobs, you know, sometimes are short and they'll yeah. last as long as you'd like and you know that seven thousand a week might have to like okay you end up making 80k that year but you got to work for three months i don't know okay. i don't yeah, know numbers I... or math that was right really, <laughs> I, like, confused yeah, no, I was like no that adds up that's totally fine <laughs> yeah so but yeah it is fucked up yes there's a high just because you pay paying people a higher wage doesn't entitle entitle you to treat them worse you know what i mean mm-hmm. you get paid a higher wage because this show or whatever brings in that much more money you know like it's not exactly it's it's not a trade off it's a bump up for everybody it's and like that's only the like the big bougie jobs there's a million jobs on those shows there's crew there's other staffers there that are, have right. to work the same hours that are not making six figures a year there are Italians who will just yell at women on set as they drive by in one of those little golf carts. It's very honk, honk. Hey, oh, you know, back in my day, they used to wave back. That's all right. I got <laughs> I need to lay off Italians. I feel like Ital- the Italian uh, people are very hurt with the Mario casting. And I feel like I'm piling on on that. That's so, so funny stop. to me. It's just so funny to me. The only thing I've ever heard about the Mario movie is how cartoonishly bad it was. And it's so funny to me that someone was like, I'm going to invest a fuck ton of money into remaking one of the worst movies in history. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what you could it? make a movie about just an object on your desk and have a better chance of it doing well. I don't understand this at all. I hope that it comes out that it is executive produced by Ellen DeGeneres. I think that would be very funny. <laughs> this will get the kids to like me again. What are they like, Mario? (laughs) She's like, watch out. Mario's gonna twitch. What does Mario do again? It's just like, I don't know. You know, we got to talk about Twitch because, all right, so, you know, part of this empire crumbling, they had to get rid of uh, several of their top producers who were predators and terrible people. A lot of the negative, the things the show has been getting called out for were related to top producers on the show. So they got rid of three of them um and then twitch got to be a, a producer oh just by process of yeah, elimination. Yeah, like, hey we uh fired everyone above you so you're moving up buddy hey twitch good <laughs> news you are about to be a producer of one of the best daytime television shows that have ever that's ever existed bad news is you're the only producer and i don't know if you've ever done this it seems like it seems like you've been a dj your entire life and i don't know how you really got in this position but um, good luck uh, even are due by the end of the day <laughs> it will only last for eight months <laughs> right yeah it did shut down pretty quickly um and she she had like a half-assed like apology where she was like 
hey, I didn't know all this stuff was happening. Da 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 da. And also, and then she wasn't she also like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of this shit anyway. Like, I don't know her <laughs> exact words. That's my favorite is when she's leaving. She was like, listen, as an artist, I need to be challenged. And this show is no longer a challenge. And you're like, all right, this has been running for 19 years. I feel like it stopped being a challenge after five. And now it's probably the most challenging it's ever been for you. Right. <laughs> she's like, it's no longer a challenge for me. Meanwhile, all the PAs on the show are like, it's a challenge for us because you make us push <laughs> change down the hallways with our nose. So for for what, that. Ellen? For what? You know? I'm going to put my name on every aspect of it, but when things go south, I actually didn't have anything to do with the show. I was just right. hanging out. I showed up for an hour. I came yeah. on. I gave a... I, I took a poor family and I dragged them in front of America. Look how shitty their family is. Ah, let's give them money. Right. Them it's money. like, it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge for you but it is a challenge for me because i can't see my family this christmas because you made me get a goat cheese a special goat cheese from the bronx that i had to fly out over the holiday season to get but yeah i can i can see how it's probably not a challenge for you at all it's probably totally fine do you know that uh, like terrible thing people do on social media where they're like taking videos of themselves helping homeless people but it you're like i get that you're doing something good but this whole thing feels really gross the fact that you're yeah. like ah look at me being awesome like that's what her show was Yes, that feels right. Like, how cool am I? I have power, and I think she loved that power. There was a, I think we both saw this. There was like a Twitter thread of like a guy being like, hey, I'll, I'll donate $2 to like a food bank for anyone who can give me a shitty out, which is, I agree. I understand it. It's weird to do this, but it's like, I don't care. I want to see. Yeah. Um, anyone who has a shitty Ellen story and wants to tweet it, I'll donate $2 for every tweet, whatever. It ended up he donated six hundred dollars or three hundred tweets, and he's like, I don't know which ones are real or which ones aren't. So whatever, I'm going to donate the money. But the one that stood out to me that I'm pretty sure is real is this lady was like, uh, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, like asked for uh, I don't know. She asked them, asked them to make like sculptures or something, or make like some sort of gift for the show. And then uh, when they got when her thing got on the show. And this was like volunteers. She just asked for people who watch the show to be like, hey, you want to make some sort of craft and then we'll maybe put it on the show and whatever. So free labor for the thing they made. Then it gets on the show. And then I think they kind of like clown the shit that they made. And like this lady's, <laughs> this lady's thing gets on the show. And then besides being <laughs> chat on a little bit, it also like goes to a family and underneath the little Ellen head she made, they like, taped like $500 to give to the family. So this lady's this lady's sculpture got shat on and then the hours she spent on it, then it's on the show, which, yay, okay, that's fine, cool, whatever. Then instead of paying her for anything or her time, her work, whatever, they pay like a different family. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you're not going to want this piece of shit, but there's money under there. And like, that's like, that's Hello. the kind of fun Ellen likes to get. If you into. go on the Ellen show Instagram, you can see a video of the family throwing the head as they find the cash. Like, <laughs> right. Throwing it away like an envelope. Oh, I hope, cool. hope no one spent any time on this. <laughs> I mean, it serves you right for your muse being a daytime talk show host. I, I literally couldn't. Sometimes I'm like, I want to, I want to like tweet at Kid Cudi, and then I'm like, no, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? I could never, I could never be the person who does that. And then I see what people do for these shows, and I'm like, yeah, this is insane. What's what's wrong with us? We're they like, sell yogurt for a living. He's at least making cool music, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it it's insane. Um, 
The way that yeah. you just talked about Columbia jackets for an hour and a half, that just really spoke to me and my family, Ellen. We can't afford them, but a goddamn right. I love what you do. A jacket like that would mean I couldn't pay my light bill for six months, but it is nice. You got a point, James. Uh, so there are a couple other things here that I thought of that are, you know, that that's like the big, that's the big thing that everybody knows about Ellen. You know, that's the right now. That's how they, that's the context in which we speak about Ellen. But I think there are some other things that are just like weird, kind of like, I would say almost red flags. So number one, there's this quote, and I think it's from a while ago, but it, there was no like retraction that I saw. She does mention how she is like, influenced by steve martin uh carol burnett lucille ball bob newhart who sucks i think whatever and worst of all woody allen she does mention that woody allen is someone who's an influence on her and i'm like it's okay to it's you said that in like 87 or 91 or whatever where we all knew i mean i was a child but even i knew i was like woody allen uh but (laughs) But you still have time to like retract that. You still have time to be like, I was influenced by Woody Allen, but knowing now what I know, I wouldn't, you know, he doesn't mean that much. There's still time to like fix that, tweak that quote, right? But I, don't know. Just- I think it's cool that she doubled down. She's like, no, I am only influenced <laughs> by Woody Allen, not his garbage movies. Those things are right. long and boring, but his hot little family life. This what his lifestyle is just a real vibe, you know? That's what she says. <laughs> Um, I just think that's always weird when celebrities, I think someone else did, did Scarlett Johansson do it? Somebody just did this where it was like, you don't have to say anything. Like you don't have to bring, no one's, no one ever asked you. Ellen's never worked with Woody Allen from what I found. So I don't even know. Don't, who cares? Why are you bringing this up? No one's talking to you about this. Right. Um, and then the other thing I thought of, which is interesting and I admit it is a stretch, but I do think it's interesting. So her whole thing is like, they're like, she's toxic. She creates a dangerous workplace for us mentally. You know, it's almost like she's pitting us against each other. And like, you know, really like, it's like mental warfare and combat, right? So what is Ellen doing now? She's a game show host. Isn't that fucking wild? I think it's I, great. Like, let's lean into it. We got to stop hiding this behind the scenes. If people see how combative I am all the time as the show, that's the show, baby. Why well, am I pretending to be nice to these fucking idiots? I think it's so funny to be like, yeah, I don't know. It just really it felt like she was truly pitting us together in every situation. And she's like, that's a great idea. I am going to do that. <laughs> oh, great names for the show. Ellen drowns you or the Ellen right. attack. Always good times. Imagine being in that pit, like her initial pitch meeting with all these people. She's like, all right, I want to do a game show, but I want to make sure that there could only be one winner left alive. Go Twitch. (laughs) What do you got for me? I love this idea that like, okay, all these employees get together and they have a sit down with Ellen and they're airing their grievances and she's listening very earnestly for like an hour and a half. And then like, so Ellen, this is why this is how we feel. What do you think? She's like, great pitch meeting, guys, and just leaves. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah, she just doesn't. I bet I bet she's one of those people who like if you're rich, if you're rich, just like her, she is probably a delight. She's probably an absolute delight to hang out with. Nothing matters. You drink the T cells of babies together and then, you know, you go to 
Little St. James Island or whatever together, whatever rich people do. Um, what's Epstein's Island? If you can kind of, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting nothing over here, so I guess uh, I have to explain I every reference. I guess I'll cross it off my Catholic Islands list <laughs> <laughs> that I was gonna tour around on. Uh, they're all haunted, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? They are all very haunted, just like the look in anyone's eyes who works for Ellen. Um, oh my god, so she, but. I, I'm sure she is like chilled to rich people, but it's like oh, yeah. that is not. Comedy. Yeah, that's not like the I don't determine how chill you are as a person by how you act to your peers. It's like, how do you act to people who can do nothing for you? And it seems like she generally treats them like actual trash and now is using her treatment of them as actual trash to continue uh you know building her empire so. which is funny because they are the people building her empire <laughs> literally it's not building. even that they can't do anything for her they are literally doing everything for her right. like hey uh master where do you want this uh slip and slide for the show where you pit people of my in my tax bracket against each other and she's like don't talk to me don't <laughs> breathe in the same rent. room <laughs> someone find his firstborn and bring them to me <laughs> If you keep talking to me, I'm going to make your siblings beat the shit out of each other on television. <laughs> <laughs> I have power. I have power. So, yeah, that that's that's all I have, for Ellen. I don't know if you have anything else or do you just want to jump. You want to do the scale real quick and fucking. No, but uh, a bunch of celebrities came out and said, actually, I love Ellen. And the two that came out and said, no, I have heard about her being a huge piece of shit were Brad Garrett and Leah Thompson. I thought that was neat. Hilarious that, combination. Like, yeah, I don't know who Leah Thompson is though. She's um, wait, am I? I might be thinking the wrong person. I think isn't she like in Back to the Future? Isn't she uh, the person who tries to bang Marty McFly? Let me. His check. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's cool. Leah Thompson. That's the only uh, part of that movie I liked. Well, Albert, do you have a scale today? <laughs> I don't. I don't. You don't. Yeah, your brain's butter. You said it. <laughs> I mean, every job is bad. <laughs> Jobs are just bad. Sometimes they're bad because of Ellen. Sometimes they're bad because every woman in Williamsburg thinks you're a monster. <laughs> Who would you rather have as a boss, your current boss or Ellen DeGeneres? My current boss. They're great to me. They're awesome. They show me great food spots. They yeah. uh, show me the ropes on how to fix things. They're excited that I want to learn. I just have to avoid most topics. <laughs> I'm excited for your transition into like conservative podcaster. We're going to have oh. like an on air fight. Hey, at least we'll finally like, make money. Right. That's right. <laughs> Those guys are rich. Right. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I was having this is an aside, but I was having a conversation with someone yesterday um at this comedy show and they were like they know tim dylan and for people who don't know tim dylan is a comedian podcaster performing um, at the my, beacon theater soon if you guys love my brother uh, loves him Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> my brother listens to his podcast more than he'll ever listen to mine and that's good that's right um but he is like he started out as like you know this uh confrontational kind of comedian a little bit but like oh i'm like interesting whatever and then he just fully went like right wing conspiracy theory like brings Alex Jones on his podcast type guy whatever and like I don't support him as a podcaster I don't I don't know what his comedy is anymore but I'm sure it's not great um but this person was like 
they run like a bar show in Manhattan and they have opened for Tim before and are in like contact with him. And he's like, yeah, once I asked Tim to do like recently I asked Tim to do my show and he just wrote back, why would I do that? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, that's funny. That is that's great. Like, that, that is genuinely like a funny like this person is probably pulling in like three mil off of a podcast alone and then whatever else he does. And you want him to do a free bar show in lower Manhattan for 50 people, you know, 25 of which probably have COVID because there's no protocol where you're at. And it's like, why would I do that is a funny answer. I he will always, give him uh, he always sweet stuff like all these motherfucking loser comics who hate me couldn't even fill a comedy. Like he'll then attach it to like a real world comedy sure. financial thing. And I'm like, ah, you're right. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't fill a comedy club, but I, I could fill, fill the club. amount of time that you fill in your podcast by doing the same thing you do, which is just being like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 9-11 was gay. I can say that. That's fine. I can. I can. That's fine. I know uh, how to do that. It's so depressing. I don't understand why every comic has is trying to be Alex Jones now. That sucks. Remember when comedy was everyone making fun of Alex Jones? That was fun. Like, ah, look at that goofball. What an asshole. Huh? And people are like, oh, no, you could just become him and make money. That's great. Mm. God bless. Well, uh, I'm glad we're not, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say. We're gonna, not doing that. And you're going to hate. You're going to hate our post podcast meeting. I had some changes I wanted to bring. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do a scale real quick. Okay, okay. scale of one to 10. How shitty do I think Ellen is? One being the worst. No, one being the best. Not that shitty. 10 being the worst. Shitty as hell. Shitty as Alex Jones on Tim Dillon's podcast. Um, where do I think? Where do I think Ellen lies? Um, and for an example, a one would be. I work on Ellen's staff. I'm at the party where uh, one of the managers says something racist. It's not to me. It's to one of my friends. Um, I happen to have butt dialed my lawyer at the time. His name's uh, Michael J. Jason. And, uh, <laughs> Michael J. Dog. His, his, his name is very important. Uh, we call him Michael Double J's. And then uh, so he's he's I butt dialed them as this manager says something racist to my friend. And then I'm like, oh, shit, my phone's on. And then I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Double J's. I'm just at this party. And then he's like, hey, what the hell was that? Who said that? And I go, oh, it's my boss. He always says some fucked up shit like this. And he's like, I'm here with uh, a TV crew and they're recording me and we got all of what that person said to the other person that you accidentally recorded. We got that on tape, buddy, put in your two weeks. You're rich. That's a one. Okay. A one. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad life. That's pretty good. Go buy a boat and never be seen from again. I don't think I'd put in my two weeks either. I'd be like, Hey, Michael, suck my black ass oh yeah yeah out. i'm gonna get fired in a fun way <laughs> yeah for sure okay. um and then a 10 the worst thing that i could think of is um i've i decided for the first time ever before i die i want to go skydiving and uh i go hell yeah jump out of the plane you know what? I I jumped out of the plane. You have to jump out of the plane five times before you can go by yourself. I've jumped out of the plane five times by myself. Everything's totally fine. On the sixth time, I get to go by myself. Okay. I jump out of the plane. 
immediately I'm like, oh, I should have had another person here because <laughs> I don't like it. 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 This is bad. I don't know if it's, there's, you know, more wind resistance. I don't know what it is, but I'm spinning out of control. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm fumbling around. I'm like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And then like the ground's getting closer and I'm blacking out and I'm blacking out and whatever. And then finally, last second, I pull my parachute and then it's one, two, three, four, boom, I hit the ground. I am not very far from the ground. I break every bone in oh. my body. I'm alive. I'm alive. But I am gelatin. Okay. I'm, I am black pudding. That's what I am. I am it's a, a beautiful bag of human meat, human meat, chocolate pudding, whatever stripper name you want to apply to me. That's what I am. <laughs> hey, I'm human meat. I'm here to <laughs> dance for you. <laughs> So that happens. And then I wake up in the hospital. I can't talk. No one's around me. I'm plugged in. I have a straw, not a straw. I have like a tube in my mouth and it's just feeding me trace amounts of like liquids or whatever, just to keep me alive and on the TV. <laughs> is the Ellen show. <laughs> There's no remote. There's a channel that only plays the. Ellen it only show. plays Ellen. I hear. I hear an announcer. It cuts the commercial. And I'm like, oh, I'm blinking. I'm blinking. Thank <laughs> God. And uh, I hear an announcer go, and that's the first 15 minutes of our 240 hour Ellen marathon. <laughs> that's a 10. What are you giving her? What are you giving her the scale? A one. You love her. You love her. You love everything she's achieved. I'm giving Ellen a four because I don't fuck with toxic bosses. She hasn't done anything crazy, 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 crazy. But she is also like a shitty I, bosses. know they know if their workplace sucks. And if you don't know, you're probably not a good boss. So if you allow people beneath you to be shitty and you let that trickle down, that starts from the top. You're shitty. So they're shitty. So their people are shitty. And then their people's dogs are shitty to me. I was going to say that me. much like a dog and its owner. Their, their people's dogs are shitty to the people that actually keep the place running. Okay. So I don't really fuck with that. I don't know that she's tangibly done. You know, I didn't, she didn't slap her assistant from what I know, or she didn't like, I don't know, put a horse down for no reason. Or something. <laughs> One of those but, tweets was a uh, waiter bumped into her. So she held his head down in a bowl of boiling soup. And I was like, I feel like we would have heard about that. <laughs> no, that one's real. That one I saw. I was the one who tweeted that. So <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so I, I don't think she's probably not the worst. She's not the worst person in Hollywood by far, but she did create, she did benefit off of a, a culture that is like painfully toxic and unnecessarily so. So I'm like, yeah, man, she's she's a four for me. I'll give her a four. She wow. she didn't commit a war crime, so I can't push her over to five. But she's a four. <laughs> right now. OK. All right. So for me, one, one being good, 10 being bad. One is Dr. Phil's life right now. He is having a ball. His greatest daytime talk show competitor just vanished. OK, <laughs> it's yeah, just him, baby. His market share just doubled. 
He's buying a boat within a boat. He's got one of those yachts that has a smaller yacht that gets like closer to the shore and then has a jet ski that goes to the mm. shore on people. And you have to everyone at the who lives near the water has to watch it be birthed every time he wants to come in and talk to people. Uh, he's just having a blast. He's burning money for warmth just for funsies. $100 sure. bills, he burns them in heaps. He's cackling, even though I'm sure he has a pretty similar culture at his show. Or maybe not. Maybe he loves the people that work for him. God bless him. Um, a 10 is all of this stuff comes out about Ellen and we decide America decides that actually we like it. We're into this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and you work for the Ellen show <laughs> thinking that your moment has come. And not only does she not fire you, but she keeps you locked into a contract for the rest of your life. And you just have to, <laughs> you just have to work for Ellen while she screams at you and she pretty much becomes just an absolute monster. Yeah, and America okay. just loves it. They're like, yes. And then now a new segment is just banking employees. Oh, OK. Well, now I'm watching the show. So. <laughs> yeah, it's got it gets a little hotter. That's the one yeah, thing it's I do a little like more sexual. <laughs> what do you give her on that scale? You know, because at some point I'm just mad at people for watching this much daytime talk show, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> So I guess I'll also give her a four. Yeah, she's a four. She's a solid um, four. I I truly don't. I'm not so certain that she's the worst one of the genre. I just think that she's maybe one that's like being outed. I think a lot of people who work for daytime television aren't being treated super well. I think they're probably having insane hours, a lot of crazy egos to deal with. And it's just that's a dumb thing to celebrate that much. Uh, God bless anyone who gets to work in it. It's probably a cool job until it isn't. And I think it's ludicrous that people are watching this nonsense. Yeah. When you could watch the same TV show over and over again on Netflix for the rest of your life without having to make any decisions. I'm mm. with you. I support that stance. It's mm. uh, interesting. Um, okay. Albert, where can people find you? Uh, wait, is there anything? Whatever. Is this is important? Is there anything that you think she could do to redeem herself to you? Um, <laughs> yes, she needs to host a reality show where ex employees of her get to go on and fight her in like sumo suits or something, something padded. So it's like no one's actually getting obliterated, but it'd be very entertaining if, like, all right, if you were a page on the show, you get your chance now. Can you beat Ellen's ass for four thousand dollars? That's not I bad. I think that would be awesome. I'm with that. I like yeah. that. Okay, that's a, yeah, I don't there's not that's such a perfect idea that there's nothing that I can add to it. So <laughs> I'm just going to let it live. Um, <laughs> cool. Where can Albert, people find nope. you? Ben? No, no, where can they find where you? Where they find where you? Where do they find you? Where do they find you? I don't know. Um I got some sh we're starting some shows, talking to some venues, trying to get uh, some dates. Uh, I think I'm a little monthly and a little weekly around the Brooklyn area and um you can always find me on this podcast and if you you know, if you're a person who lives in the city and your heating goes out and there's a company you called, there's a chance I might show up to your house someday. There you go. I don't know okay. if you want that. <laughs> so fix something that. or not, or just be um, there. It could be anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, trying not to be a uh, sad person as much, so I'm going to be fun now. <laughs> Do you feel like you accomplished that on this podcast? This is a... I don't want this to be a highlight of my week because it feels sad, but this is <laughs> consistently a highlight of my week. I love this podcast. Hell yeah, Doug. And oh. I love you too. Is that what you, you didn't say? Oh, okay. no, no, no. I like getting to look at my face while I talk for an hour. <laughs> but you're here too. That's great. I love that. 
Yeah, love that no. you love me. No, I was talking. I'm actually on the phone, so I. Oh, my, ow! Oh, yeah. I really needed that. You just took that from me. You my birth, up. my birth mom called, and I said this is the first time you said it. So it's um, weird that you're here for it, but that's fine. Bienvenido. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Shaq Katzner on Twitter. Please, you know, follow. You can uh, listen. You can uh, find us on Twitter. Burn your heroes pod at uh, no Twitter, at Burn Your whatever. Heroes. God and then uh, you can email us at burnyourheroespod at gmail.com. Those are the two things I wanted to say, but, you know, here we are. Um, I said this last. I'll just keep saying this. Um, I am going to be back in uh, Minneapolis on, I think it would be November 26th, 27th. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, 26th, I will be doing at least one, probably two comedy shows, I think, that night. And uh, probably doing a little bit longer set myself and then Ooh. having some out of town people, people who are from there who are back from out of town. I'm actually sets. going there to do five minutes of comedy to open. For I, I'm buying I a plane ticket. I'm paying for a hotel. This is worth it for me. I have, I wish you wouldn't have brought that up on here because I think what people are going to do is the thing I've been thinking about is. I I have been thinking about like should we go and do you know like a live burn your heroes in <gasps> Minneapolis, but oh, now you ruined the surprise, so we can't do it. So that's uh, it. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but I will be doing a home for the holiday show without your bitch ass uh, on November <laughs> November twenty sixth, and then um, November third. If you are in New York, I will plug this a bunch before then too. I'm starting a new monthly show with comedians Stephen Rogers and Ethereum Cube called Darlings. Uh, It's at uh, a speakeasy in the East Village. It's going to be cool as shit. You're going to want to be, you know, you're going to want to come check it out. Uh, So I'll keep you updated on that. But, you know, come come check out that show. And, you know, if you like any of that or you hate it, I think that show might double as my book release thing. I might. Oh, that'd be cool. Try to do there you that. go. The poop show. Yeah. So we call it the old poop poop dumpster. <laughs> I really uh, struggle with speakeasies. I never get past the first fake business. And <laughs> that no will not. The room. <laughs> that will not change this time around. You will not be let in. <laughs> hello. Uh, but yeah, outside of all of that, hello, my name is Poop. Comes out October 26th. I'm very. I just saw the for artwork it. for that. It looks great. You just saw it now. I know. I know. I just finally. <laughs> you finally. One of your tweets finally came up on my feed. <laughs> finally broke through the what I call the Tim Dillon wall, which is when uh, uh, anyone else's tweets show up on my feed. That's hilarious. Um, but that's it. I've talked a lot. Um, I think the last thing that everyone should just know is that I need you just just. I want to suck every little inch of your toes. All right. Have a good night, everybody. That's that's uh, the pod. God, I'm going to collect everything you say like that and release it as a side album from this. <laughs> <laughs>